Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Nerd Nook, a time to explore vast cinematic universes where we talk heroes, villains, and everything in between with your host, The Analyst. And Doc Cinema. Welcome back. Welcome. How are you, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm, exci- I'm, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, this should be a good one. Should be a good one. Uh, today we are reviewing uh, the second Suicide Squad. Or the most current, 2020, recent. I believe, is yeah. the the movie year. Oh yeah, yeah, twenty twenty. Might yep. need, might need to fact check that. I'm not, I'm not certain. It's certainly it's... new, within like the past year. Mm-hmm. Um, as to when that year is, not so certain, but I'm sure that'll come up eventually. Um, so as a uh, more smoother intro. Then just mm-hmm. diving right in, we we thought we add a little bit more, uh, just a little bit more pre-discussion. So or casual banter. So what's new? I, the analyst, have recently seen Thor. Oh yeah, and I recommend all of you go see it. It was fantastic. I'll leave it at that. We're not talking about it yet, but it was good. I have a different opinion, but we're not talking about. It. All right, we're not talking about that. That's a, that's a sneak preak. Uh, sneak preak. Sneak, sneak peek, sneak preak, sneak peek preview. Um, I I thought it was pretty good though. Um, I am excited for some new stuff that has been mm-hmm. revealed via trailers and speculation. One being the I Am Groot series on Disney Plus. I oh, saw yeah. that and yeah, I yeah. I stood up and started clapping. I was so excited to see that. Yeah, that looks cool and uh, it looks so cute. It, they said that it's not going to be, like, part of the main storyline, and I feel like that's kind of a good thing. It shouldn't be. Because it's no. just supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun, and it's all about Groot, yeah. my favorite superhero, and I'm super <laughs> excited about that. Yeah. Um, other non-canonical things that have not been confirmed yet, there has been talk by uh, Kevin Feige, the uh, CEO, executive director of Marvel, who has come out and said two new... Uh, Avengers, actually, then it would be announced, ish, kind of. There's a lot of speculation. So he's I don't announcing know. two new. He's, he he talked about it. He said things would be happening. Okay. But we don't actually. I I, I don't know for certain. Well, I don't th- know what things are trust. always happening in the MCU. because it's it's the internet. I looked it up in the internet and I saw that. I don't trust the internet though completely. Well, as long um, as it's not Wikipedia, right? We'll talk about it anyway though. Two new Avengers movies. Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty. Yay. Super pumped about that. Those are cool. If that is it actually cool. it if that is actually what is happening, I think Marvel fans are in for a treat. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Um and yeah, it's I, a fantastic I, I, way to end off Marvel Phase Six too. Right. Yeah, I heard the, the Secret Wars um murmurs on the in, on social media. It's a good and, word uh, for it, Murmurs. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So, def- I actually read that comic book. So, like, the OG one with Black Spider-Man on the back cover, front mm-hmm. cover. Um, yeah, so it should be good. Cool. Um, That's all on my end. What about you? Any any news from the doc? Mm, I don't know. Um, I did announcement to the listeners. I finished... 
Daredevil, which we probably won't be reviewing because it's very long. It's very long. I don't know if I want to watch that too. Um, so that's fair, but I would highly recommend that if you have the time for um, three seasons and they're about like an hour per episode. Ooh, that's a little bit too much so... for episodes for three seasons. I don't know about that. Yeah. If that was one season in an hour, I would be kind of okay with that. But three seasons, I think it's, it's stretching a little bit. The oh. I think the first season's kind of slow. Maybe well, not necessarily slow, but not as good. Like it definitely builds. By the third, it's de- it's so worth it. Everything is awesome. Um. So, anyways, I guess that's kind of like the big news for like MCU things with me. Okay. <laughs> but good. yeah, I feel like that's a worthy mention. So yeah, check that out if you have extra free time to watch an hour long show for three seasons. <laughs> and you know there is another Daredevil is supposed to be featured in Rebirth on Disney Plus, and he's going to cameo in She-Hulk. So that's like the pop culture. Yeah, he is right. Yeah, part. because it's all about law, right? That's all about She-Hulk. Yes, yeah. She-Hulk She's attorney, and attorney at law, and so is so is he. Yeah, so is Daredevil. Yeah. Yep. Matt Murdock is his alter ego. <laughs> yep. So are we gonna go into reviewing Suicide Squad? Did you also have that announcement? Yes. About our podcast? So, yes. Our podcast is... Our structure is changing. So, um, instead of being as its usual self with the categories, we're kind of just going to pick our top points in the film and what really stuck out to us because that is what we think is most valuable to you as a listener. And it's more fun experience overall in other specific details um after considering um after obviously you've listened to enough of our content if you're a long long time viewer or have listened to a couple we talk about everything Mm -hmm. but does that mean everything needs to be talked about no not necessarily it It really doesn't there's there's a lot of categories that we go through such as like background Mm -hmm. that we just don't know about and we just skip Right. We I see that a lot. I see that in some of the other stuff like music and sometimes like costumes. We kind of just mm-hmm. say, "Oh yeah, the costumes were okay." And that's it. Then we move on. Sometimes they're there. And sometimes those elements are really prevalent and and irrelevant and you can see them and sometimes they're not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We uh figured that the structure would be uh more fluid and fun for uh both um podcasters and podcast listeners at, at once so without further ado i think we're gonna just try this easily, new try this new structure out shall yeah, we yeah we're yeah. just gonna just slide into it just ease into this new way uh of podcasting just try to be a little more uh loose and just what happens happens mm-hmm. um and hopefully that you can get something out of it Lucy goosey is some people might say. Yes, yeah, so loosey goosey, sure. Oil up the hinges. Oil. Oh, okay. Yeah. A little, a, little Tin Man reference. A little, little there. Tin Man. Re- okay. All right. Yeah. I, I dig it. All right. So to start off this review, major improvement from the first film. I, I, I feel <laughs> really? like really. I will make. I will make this reference. For those of you who have seen the original Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> And Sega majorly messed up him, and everybody hated it, and everybody commented, and then they made a new one of him better, and they fixed it. 
I would allude to that analogy for this film. Although, there wasn't as much complaint about the first movie. Obviously, there was a lot of hate for the Joker. But, True. I mean, for the most part, it didn't, it didn't receive hate. But it was very undervalued as a movie. And wasn't the best. This... Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad 2020 was a better version of the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easily agreeable. Um, and by the way, the uh, ugly ugly Sonic made it a cameo in Chip and Dale. So he comes back. Did he really? Yes, he did. I was actually so... Are you kidding me? He, he actually does? Oh my I couldn't God. make this up. <laughs> you can't make this I, up. I... I watched Chippendale, yes. It actually, we only talk about the facts here. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fun movie, okay? Just needed something to chill. And, yeah, Ugly Sonic was in it. And I, like, couldn't have been more pleased. Ugly I'm not even, Sonic. like, a Sonic fan. It was just kind of, like, hilarious that he was in it. Because it was... The Chippendale universe is, like, a combination of, like, reality and cartoon. Like, where they all lived harmoniously. So was he a cameo, or was he an actual character in an episode? I mean, he was a character. It's not an episode, it's a movie. Oh, it's a movie, okay. Yeah. So was he still a cameo, or like a I mean, a I guess he's character? a cam. I don't want to spoil it, but he's a cameo, like a reoccurring cameo, I guess. Okay. I don't want to say anything more, because... That's fun. Yeah. But it was just, it was funny. I, I got a good kick out of it. And I did, okay. we did see the real Sonic, and that was pretty good. <laughs> um, But yeah, couldn't agree with you more. Uh, definitely, this was an upgrade from the first one. First one kind of set down the um, foundation for the fran- like I guess franchise, if you could call it that, maybe. And then this one, the second one could kind of just they did a brief little intro, and then they're like off with it. Like you got to put the bombs in your neck. You're part of me. Like we're a team, and that's it. Suicide Squad 2016 crawled for the Suicide Squad 2020. To fly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they laid over the barbed wire, so... uh... (laughs) So they could step (laughs) over them. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. So, some things we wanted to uh, talk about, um, about this movie specifically. I loved the characters. Yeah. They were fantastic. Again, and better than the Suicide so than Squad. The first one. More so than the first one. Yeah. Peacemaker John Cena killed it. And he killed it enough to get a spin-off show on HBO Max. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. That's how well he did. Yeah, he, I think this was I'm not a John Cena fan as acting. Have you seen him? I'm not either. Anything else? It's Pretty, there was a movie, it was like, he was a firefighter, that was probably the most recent film he was in, and then way back when, to Fred, remember Fred 1 and Fred 2? I, I do, yes, I and do. And he was Fred's father, I mean, it, like, the things that he was in, it was brutal, it was like... It's one of those things where he's whew. not an actor, but when he shows up, it's always great to see him, because he's John Cena, I mean... That's true, I mean, he's because he's a celebrity, yeah, but he, he's not a, he wasn't a good actor, I don't think... No, or seen as a good actor until this point. He's definitely not the best actor in Hollywood. He's just very well known for what he yeah. does. I, I think this character suited him. Oh, this So yeah. I understand and I agree with the liking of this character 
for sure. And he was he he stuck to who he was as a person as John Cena. <laughs> he put that he really did put that into did Peacemaker. He? Yeah, I guess he did. He I think he really did. Um as obviously he was like ultra conservative, right? Or something like that. Wasn't that like one um, of the motifs? Yeah, probably. Do you know what the director said about uh like when he was talking to John Cena of how to play? I did not what did he say? He's like, so basically just be a douchey Captain America <laughs> that kills people. There you he's go. Like, there you he's like, go. And then John Cena's like, all right, I got this. <laughs> it's like, I know exactly I'm, what you want. I mean, he he was. Yeah. Plain and simple. I mean, there was, there, there was so much quality of John Cena in this in terms of how he put himself out there as like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a, a good guy. And then he just massacres people on like a daily basis. Like that's exactly who Peacemaker is. Yeah, and that was that, that was great. Peacemaker as just a character is so cool. Peacemaker, He's, yeah, he Peacemaker brought the best parts of um, John Cena to life. Mm-hmm. Like they just mesh. Yeah, so cool. And it's the fact that he says, "I'm gonna get peace." I don't care how many women and children I need to butcher. I was so taken aback by that. Uh, um, yeah. It, his interactions with other characters was funny. Him and Nanawe. Oh my was, gosh! Was hilarious. Yeah. He was just like, like father and son, and like Nanawe was just like a little kid. He's like, peacemaker. Oh god damn it, Nanawe! <laughs> all, all, I feel like all the characters were really good in this movie. But I feel like now that we're talking about it more too, I mean, from actually when I watched it the first time, he was one of my favorite. I was like favorite characters. He definitely was one of the. I wouldn't say he was the star of the of of the team. Obviously, yeah. that probably was blood. But sport. I mean, if you took, if you took any one of them out, it would have been a lesser film. But I think if John Cena was out, that would like it wouldn't it wouldn't carry like the same. A lot of things like seriousness, it, it comedy, competition. It wouldn't carry, like, but in the end, it did with Idris Elba as Bloodsport. He, yeah. he, he just carried. He just carried the rest of the film. I mean, as an actor, he's a strong actor. Um, uh, as a character, he's he's ruthless. Mm-hmm. He's like zero remorse, zero friendliness. Um, so, I mean, but he's still a good leader at the end of the day, right? Um, and we did see uh, Peacemaker turn, and and then Bloodsport kind of turned a different cheek. He's like, "I don't want to be a leader. I don't want to be a leader." And then he kind of does come become uh, become a leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, oh, definitely. In that aspect, uh, Bloodsport was a, a very profound character. Um, I, I was just such a huge fan of how. His costume was like literally his weapons, like his suit. He would just like rip yeah. off parts of a suit, and it would just like turn into a gun or something. So, yes, that was cool. Some of the, some of the practicality of, um, death, uh, not Deathstroke. Um, what's his name? And I'll just give me a hand here. Uh, Deadshot. Deadshot. Um, he was a better Deadshot. Oh, blood, blood sport. Blood sport. Is, is like yeah the practicality of his weapons like the rotating thing at the end, like the barrel, 
it just it just didn't make sense. Some of the things just kind of made me frustrated. Is like that's not how a weapon like they get a whole bunch of originality points, but it's like at what cost? Because it's just like it just this looks so like the I guess pistols. Well, I'm doing hand quotes. Like that he had that were like a handle, and then it was like a sideways thing with like barely any barrel. Like that mm-hmm. that can't be that he used great smaller of a bullets. Yeah, but you can't I, get a good spiral if your barrel is like. I, that. I would I would say I didn't like how he literally just like made a slingshot and like slingshotted people. I was like, that's the slingshot the, was probably like the one of the coolest things. Honestly, I disagree. I thought it was pretty stupid. Oh, you didn't like those? No. Oh. If he like, if he turned really it into, what he if he grabbing, turned it into, if he turned it into like a combat bow, that would have been cool. That would have been. But really no, he cool. just turned it into like a little, little like tiny little slingshot. I went pew, pew, and I was like, "What is this?" Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like a little kid shooting like like pellets at people, except obviously he's killing people. But it's like it's the same he thing. He knows the right points to kill. <laughs> he knows the right <laughs> points. Yeah. Um, Nanawe was probably one of my favorites. Nanawe was a big favorite. Um, he he was heard, yeah. he's DC Hulk. Yeah. Instead of instead of smashing people, he just straight up eats people. Yeah. I got <laughs> oh, oh my gosh when I watched it the first time, I got like mm, like a bad recall from the Avengers like a ripoff when um. They said about like Nawe num num, the starfish is num num. Like it was like Hulk smash, literally yeah, Hulk smash. Yeah, just he, like ugh, a little too close for me. I wouldn't like, say they copied. They wouldn't cheap co- rip off. They didn't. Bit. Well, they didn't rip off because I mean he's been around for a long time in DC. I'm just saying, like the situation and I think it's the just verbiage, because it's, like the. Whoever wrote know, that was yeah. very similar, and that was after Avengers was written as a film. Mm-hmm. I, you know I, what would, I, mean? I would on. say though that Hulk has more vocabulary than Nanawe. Hulk can actually I'm saying, make. I'm saying the situation. He can make full sentences and whatnot, yeah. and then Nanawe is just like bird. Yeah, they're they're different <laughs> characters. I'm just saying that one specific scenario. Is very similar to the Avengers and Captain America saying Hulk smash. Even the camera is probably like very similar angle shot. I yeah, mean, yeah, just, I know. Toward, I mean, towards the end, I definitely did get Avenger vibes on that final fight scene. Bloodsport's telling everybody what to do, and then yeah. he's like, "No way, no, no way, num num." Exactly. And, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's Avengers one." That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I was okay. saying this whole time. Yes. No, yes. I was agreeing with you. I was agreeing with you. Um, but um, while we're on the the um, po- polka dot man, polka dot polka man dot cool. man was so funny. I'm I'm pretty sure uh, who who created DC Comics. I mean, a bunch of people. I I don't I don't know. I, I'm not that familiar with DC. There's, Comics there was two guys like that producers invented or came up with Superman. I know that. I then, I, I liked how. Because I, I I'm not, I'm not sure if this is confirmed or not. But when they were making all of these DC characters, and they were like, "Oh, there's Batman," and then he has like a whole armada of enemies, they just started throwing in like, like Ketchup Man, 
And then Polka Dot Man. There was literally Polka Dot Man. And then they used that into this film. Yeah. He was like one of the most backwater enemies you've ever seen. And then they threw him in here. And I recognized him. I mean, I feel like he's maybe not as backwater as Calendar Man, but... Because that I exists. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surprise! There's Calendar Man. Yeah. I think he has the abilities to, like, somehow use holidays as, like, his powers or something. I don't know. It's pretty... He dresses up in themes or something? <laughs> what do you mean? No, I think he can, like, harness the power, like... Harness the power of holidays? Of some certain holidays. Yeah, I don't, I so, don't really so know. So if you made a new holiday... Like a new national holiday, he could harness the power of that. I think so, probably. So I if don't you know. if you made a like national macaroni day, he could <laughs> turn it to macaroni. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But he's just a, he's as backwater. That'd be as a very, they come. That would be a very useful power, I think. You can make you could be like omnipotent. I mean, it, it's only great if depending on the day of the week. I mean, that's a pretty inconsistent that's ability. True. Mm. Mm. This this fight can't happen today. Some, some trees. <laughs> Can we save this for Christmas, please? <laughs> I'm with my family, man. <laughs> I can't. Um, and I will say, most of these characters they had small backstories, but it really wasn't that type of film that wanted to delve too much. I think they delved enough into each. They of the did characters. it, way, but they did it way more equitable equitably equally i guess i'll just say equally but compared to the first movie the first movie it was like obviously deadshot harley quinn heavy backstory and then everybody else kind of got the shaft and then this one it was more evenly spread and you could you got a taste everybody and there it was basically all new characters except for harley quinn Mm -hmm. and you got to know each of them and that's why we have so many favorite uh, villains, heroes in this one compared to the other one, I think. That's true. Like, I mean, we just already listed Anawe, Bloodsport, and Peacemaker, and Polka Dot Man without even, like, prompting. I mean, they're just, like, all cool in their own way. Yeah, just all unique. Um, I, I thought I thought I was okay with the backstories. It was just like, oh, yeah, I'm afraid of rats because my dad put a box of rats and they almost ate me alive. Yeah. And that, that was it. Mm-hmm. Don't don't need any more. Exactly. Just a fun character. Don't need any more. But that That's was why you're that was even That's more fine. than like a lot of them got in the first one. So it was like <laughs> po- Polka Dot Man was just like, oh, my mother worked for Star Labs and she just put a, a, an alien virus in me. Well, she wanted to make him a superhero. Because I want to make him a superhero, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, we're done. Great. We're done here. We're done. Okay, cool. Moving on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So good to that. Fun, enjoyable movie. Don't need much backstory. Right. We want just enough. We want something. We didn't get mm-hmm. much of anything for the other ones. Um, so I really, I guess we haven't talked about Harley, so I'll, I'll mention her. Uh, she really had power moves this movie compared to the first one. The first one, she was good. We liked her character, and like we thought that she was... Well, um, Mark Marga Ruby was a great actor, actress pick, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, she's such a portrayed as such a a stronger character than the first one. 
I think it's really amazing. She was more like a secondary leader, I would say, of yes. the team. Yeah, she yeah. ranked up. She ranked up substantially. Yeah. Because she's been on other missions. So True. I, I guess so that um Amanda Waller was said, Oh, okay, you've been on other missions, you're going with them now, you're going with them now. What was surprising to me was that although she's been on multiple missions, she stuck them she she stuck her with the team that was meant to die. That's true. Which was very confusing. I was like, that's one of your main characters, one of your, like, your main criminals that's been doing well for you. Why would you just kill her off like that? She's obviously very useful to you. True. Good point. Versus, like, obviously, like, d- like European javelin man who <laughs> <laughs> just die. Or TDK, who just detaches and just slaps people. Oh, no, no, this very resourceful... Your, your name is just letters? <laughs> All of our names are letters. <laughs> our names are letters. <laughs> and you just stick them with very resourceful Harley Quinn, who obviously knows what the fuck she's doing. Well, maybe that was just to the point of, like, believability as an audience, because all those other characters had no stakes, and then she did. So maybe we thought that they were going to be the new Suicide Squad because they had Harley with them. It was the deception. I think it was the deception that, card. That in and of itself, that scene... Putting the just, queen with the pawns. Just, oh my... I was beyond confused. That was the most confused I've ever felt. Them all just dying immediately. Oh. I thought that was... That's actually one of the I, high, high points of this movie. Oh, it was a high point. I'm not saying that. I was just saying when they all died, I was like, that's it? The team's dead? Right. And then they were like, oh, no, 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 no. That's just the distraction team. And I was like, ah, okay. Very clever. I like that. that. That's one of the reasons why this movie was so radically different than an average superhero film, which, thank goodness, oh my gosh, like, there's a little bit of deception going on. So like it's, it's, it's not good just to a have linear a plot. It's, it's very uh, um, yeah. It's it's unique to have more deception in a movie. Mm-hmm. But it is. Puts the audience on their toes, right? It 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 does, yeah. and it's more like it's more rewarding as an audience member to receive mystery and not know what comes next. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and uh, the I guess. Like, to say specific points about Harley Quinn, I mean, she really had a lot of screen time in this one, but basically, like, the whole time she was captured, like, she was, like, she was getting tortured, and that, you know, she was just getting tortured, tasered, and she was hung up, and then she choked that guy out with just her legs, and she was still tied up. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, like, showing, that's a power move. I mean, come on. She's extremely resourceful and then yeah and then how she broke out and like she used how she used like the um she won a fight against 30 armed guards with a javelin that's pretty damn impressive exactly it was just so cool and um the director of the movie was saying that he was that was all intentional and he was trying to get the comic book harley quinn on screen Mm -hmm. like what she could do there want it to be what you could see on the screen and I think he's hit that out of the park and he was definitely couldn't see it yeah mm-hmm. now for me one of the hallmarks for this movie uh, that I believe was 
the again another uh, another Easter egg, the Deadpool esque comedy, dark, edgy, beyond stupid comedy, <laughs> hit the nail right on the head for this. I think that is what made this movie so enjoyable for many people. Mm-hmm. Super just dark, edgy comedy. I'll, I'll I'll list off examples. You probably know, you probably well know about this. Um, <laughs> just right off the bat, starfish. Is that a term for butthole? <laughs> Completely serious. That one got gotcha. you. Completely serious. Idris <laughs> Elba turns around. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was good. He's like, oh, we're all gonna die. I um, hope so. <laughs> Polka dot man. That's your mom. <laughs> The the mob scenario for Polka Dot Man yeah. was so hilarious and you just like you see him in his perspective. His mom is everywhere. He's freaking out. And then there's a giant mom <laughs> and he just massacres her in the leg. Yeah. So funny. What really got me, I think the the funniest thing, I'm just think I'm just laughing thinking about this. The Milton scene. Who's Milton? <laughs> Milton's dead. He's been with this whole time. Eight, eight <laughs> seconds of silence. Eight, eight seconds of silence. Milton, the driver? Yes. What is he doing with us? Who's Milton? <laughs> he thought he could help. <laughs> I don't think I've ever known a Milton. You, uh. He's been with us the entire time, and you've never noticed a guy named Milton? I thought that was, like, the most, like, Deadpool moment ever. Oh, it totally was. Because it was, like, breaking the fourth wall to, like, all those movies that bring the driver along. I don't think I've that ever... That they don't talk about. I don't think I've ever laughed oh, harder in, in, a, in a DC or Marvel movie in my life. That was just the best, like... Or a Star the, Wars movie. Or Star Wars movie, for that matter. <laughs> it, uh, that was just the best interaction I have, like, the funniest interaction I've ever seen. Um, and obviously the beginning scene of Pete Davidson just getting just obliterated in the face Oof, with, a shot, with a shot blast. TDK just getting like slapping people with his uh, arms. Uh, uh. Um, the the weasel was <laughs> you know, I'm laughing I had that, that ready. I'm laughing at that impression. <laughs> <laughs> How many noises in the after credit scene that he was able to make was like that was incredible right there. Did anyone know the weasel couldn't swim? <laughs> uh Rick Flag was cool in this movie too. He got a lot better. Yeah, Rick Rick Flag was again more like Deadpool esque comedy with Rick Flag, like he was like like so dark. Um I'll I'll mention another really funny scene. The uh you cough without and covering your mouth. Cover- I was just <laughs> about dead. to say that. He's <laughs> like, not <laughs> really. But but that's not excuse to. That's not excuse to cover without your mouth. Uh huh. Yes. Um. Just so many comical interactions between awesome characters. Just really gave this a Deadpool. It was definitely on par. With Deadpool and Deadpool Two in terms of comedy. Oh wow, that's saying a lot. It, there, there wasn't there wasn't a solid six or seven minutes where I didn't go without laughing. Nice. That's, that's I, yeah, I'm just that's a, good. I'm a big sucker for comedy. 
Nice. Yeah, I... Oh, man, if you put them next to Deadpool 1, I probably... I would... Yeah, I would definitely pick this this movie, honestly. I, I would even say all of the characters on the main team went through some sort of edgy, funny comedy. In some form throughout this and movie. In some form of character arc. Maybe. Oh, oh, I'm saving that for... There's a big character arc in the end. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So you're going to save that um, It's going to be the dessert... It's gonna be the dessert to, to to top it all off at the end. Nice. I mean, it was at the Cherry end of the movie, top. so. Okay. Um, that was my take on the comedy. I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just such a good category. Um. So this is kind of like I'm I'm sure I have a feeling that you'll side with me on this one. Um, the cinematography of this film was just off the charts. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cinematography that, and action is that kind of going hand in yes. hand. That's one of my points. Maybe we can kind of like oh, mesh yeah, that together. Yeah, Definitely. Of course. So, um, or yeah, just like piggyback whenever you feel. Definitely, yeah. Um, like back to the Harley Quinn, when she did the pistol arm shooting in the circle, that was like, it was so simple, but it really, honestly, but it was so satisfying. It was worth it. Um, another scene. That her whole movement with the javelin just cutting through people was like flawless. That's true. That was fantastic. Yeah, her break, I was so basically her that. breaking out, like that whole thing was just like shot really well. Who do you think would have won in a javelin fight? Her or the actual like javelin guy? Definitely her. I, I mean, would say her too, yeah. I think the j- javelin guy didn't even do anything. He like got on the beach and he was like He was like oh, He's I'll like I'm Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am beautiful, man. I am beautiful, flowing locks with javelin, and just gets shot up and just gives. Yeah, I don't even think he threw it because it was still with him. Like, yeah, that was bad. No, it was not with. Yeah, Um, it was definitely with him. I mean, I could go on forever um, about cinematography, but another main part that I really enjoyed was well, okay, first off, the mirror with the puddle, and then the flipping of the camera right in the beginning of the movie. You know what I'm talking about? And the mirror with the puddle. What are you talking about? Okay, well, the camera is in the puddle, or you're looking at the puddle, but you don't know it yet. And then it, the camera turns upside down, and you realize it is a puddle. Oh, yeah, okay. That was like, that. wow. Yeah. What a great way to start a movie. And then uh, then the other part was like mid to end, when Peacemaker's f- fighting um, Rick Flag, and they're like just brawling with each other beating the crap which could have kind of it could have been easily been boring if they didn't do any they didn't choreograph it right but they had the they choreographed it well and they had the reflection in the helmet in the peacemaker's helmet Mm -hmm. that was so cool uh i like this like when have we seen that like i like the cinematography with the bullets hitting each other that reminds me of have you ever seen red no i haven't it's a uh, it's a John Malkovich and Bruce Willis movie, ah, Bruce Willis. and he shoot a uh, John Malkovich shoots one shot with a pistol at an RPG coming right at him, and they actually did a segment on, on MythBusters about this about if you can actually blow up a rocket launcher or oh, really? a, a rocket uh, with a, with a pistol. I, I don't remember how it went, but um, oh no, I was waiting for that. You were building I'm, up. I'm pretty I'm pretty oh. sure I'm pretty sure you could, but. What they were trying to do in in the movie, I'm try, I'm going off on a tangent, but if those of you that have seen it, R.E.D., what happened was it blew up, and then 
the the fire went at the person who shot it and oh, killed no. and killed her. And obviously, it didn't do that in MythBusters. Yeah. But the whole interaction with the missile and the bullet, and then like the missile exploding. The interaction with the bullet going just like slicing through the rocket mm-hmm. was very similar to this. It just sliced through and just nailed him in the throat. And yes. And if you noticed, and I think I kind of noticed it the first time, then watching it again uh, for this podcast, um, is that when they're um, bringing, when they're assembling the team of Suicide Squad, it's. John Cena, who says that he uses smaller bone bullets, oh. and then it switches. It's actually um, Deathstroke or Bloodsport. Bloodsport, sorry, Bloodsport. That he, he does look very Deathstroke-ish. I, yeah, I'll give you that. Thanks, but <laughs> I shouldn't have misspoke. It's your, not allowed. Your uh, your mistake is uh, forgiven. Thank you. I am pardoned. <laughs> but so from they, life. Staff melts. (laughs) I come back to life. Um, But so I thought it was interesting that they the one said that they had smaller bullets was actually switched. Mm -hmm. So I I just thought that was interesting. It was just a full circle moment because it said in the beginning of the movie and then it came back at the end. Yep. So it's just very satisfying. Yeah. And then and then he even said he said smaller bullets. Yeah, and then, yes, in case you missed it, he said it at the end as well. Um, Just to piggyback off of that, this is probably not really cinematography, but just in general with... Actually, no, this kind of was. When they went through the rebel camp, Peacemaker just (laughs) slicing people on the table, absolutely massacring everybody. By the way... Bloodsport being badass with with his guns and just... Well, ending everybody. Bloodsport used the slingshot more that you I, love so much. And he did. If we're going to talk about the slingshot and how much you hated that, what about... I just pe- thought that was super derpy. Pe- I don't know. Peacemaker's uh, blow, blow spear? The blow dart was like, funny, Dude, though. but, like, you're going to... Like, it was funny, but it was, like... Really? Like, you have that in your in your tool belt? Like, but, blow but that But that added to the comedy aspect. He yeah. just went... He went... Zoom, and just like, like it wasn't the guy even like a full straw size. It was just like a little. Maybe his hands are so huge. I don't know, but it was just kind of derpy to me. Arms and hands are ha- like twice the size, of, the twice the size of my head. Oh, easily. Okay, like, so maybe it was a regular size straw. Ma- just in John Cena's hand. He's just a large <laughs> man. Man hands. Um. His gloves and add a little extra thickness too. I mean, you can't. Forget. I also just love Nanawe in general. Like his cinematography was was cool. Him eating people, I, I, when I saw this first, I was obviously grossed out. I think a lot of people were, but watching it like a third and fourth time, I was like, oh my god, that's actually like so metal. Well, the it was it was cool. Um, and that's when I watched it for this podcast, and then they're, right before they raid the camp, or, like, the first guy to die is, gets eaten by a Nawe. Nom nom. And I'm like, <laughs> and, I, and I knew, and I knew it was gonna happen, because I already have seen it, and that was like, <laughs> oh man, I'd hate to be that guy that just, like, li- like, oh my 
to be that actor. You just you just cease to you just cease to live. You just get eaten. I would oh, not want to be. I kind of meant girl. more like the actor, oh. honestly. Like just oh, to you're, be that actor that the, just like you're in it just to get eaten by you're a, in the a shot. shark. I would say that it would be worse to be in it for like three seconds and then just get blow darted. <laughs> or get shot with your junk hanging out. I mean, that was pretty bad too. Oh, no. <laughs> I remember that. It's in, scarred in your brain. You're welcome for refreshing that. Oh, there was a, there was one guy who died via a toaster. <laughs> that was a good scene, too. Yeah. The electrocuting in the bathtub. Or it was like, it was either that or it was a, yeah, it was, a fan or something. Oh, it was a fan. That's right. I would have been funny if that was a toaster. It would have been hilarious. Yeah, it would have been better if it was a toaster. I wish. But because, like, why? But why would, how would you? How would you die via a fan falling in? Because it was plugged in, electrical. It was a tub. He was in a bathtub. Uh, oh, okay. okay, okay. I'm trying to think of how it that was the works. cord. The cord in the water. It was the cord. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah. That make sure to unplug out. cords when you're taking a shower or bath. Yeah. Folks. Yeah. Make sure to unplug your fans and toasters before you take bathtubs right next yep. to it. It's a public service announcement of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I mean, curling may- your hair. Maybe some people actually do have fans it. in the bathroom. I don't know. I don't unplug it when oh. you're in the shower. Um. Yeah, that's. I pretty good. Yeah, some pretty solid action overall, and that definitely ties into cinematography. One thing I will say, I we talked a lot about positives. The one thing that just did not make sense to me was the plot about Starro and the court, the uh, Corto Maltese government. You okay. have this tiny little rinky-dink island okay. with... Okay, yeah, they have, they, they have an army, but there's still, like, a, a third-world, like, like yeah. tiny little, like, government with... You probably don't have that many troops compared to other, like, countries. Okay. How are you able to contain a cosmic starfish with that amount of troops and that kind of government? Because I think it was believable. I because it part was, of, it was part funded me, by the U.S. That's it was what they said it was funded by the U.S. I mean, not but, the military, but at least the but to eventually. Hold, the holding of it. But eventually, they stopped. But the structure was already in place. I know it was already in place, but it, just in general, I didn't think the force of the troops there, the amount of the force of the troops, made sense compared to to Starro. Yeah, that's probably true. If they if they if they made it like they went to Russia or something hmm. that I, I'm not saying that or or just I just I just picked a country off the top of my head. Yeah. A- any any large country <laughs> that's not a tiny little island run by a little government and having Minuscule troops compared to any other country. I, I just, I think it would have made more sense if it was in another, another place, mm. or something. Just to hold the st- star. Just to make a little bit more sense to hold sorrow. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't disagree. Honest, I think it was just it, maybe for it the wasn't, sense of like undercover, like under the radar. It like just if they it wasn't Russia, something. 
it wasn't something that I was fuming about, but it was just sitting oh, in the back okay. of my mind that was I I, I was just thinking, oh, oh okay, uh, all right, I guess. Yeah, that's. It was fair. just one of those I guess things. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, when a movie's so good, you gotta dig a little bit to find something that doesn't sit well. Or so. Or I will say this: if they kept it with the same scene, but vastly. In, increase the advancements of their weaponry. They just had a couple like Humvees and maybe like a couple tanks. If they had fighter jets, like hover fighter jets or something like that, they like the U.S. government probably could have funded them a little bit better and give them more advanced weapons to contain a cosmic starfish. Yeah, I a guess. a man eating, mind controlling starfish. That's such a huge threat. I would have liked to see more weapons or something like that to <laughs> more weapons. More weapons. Something it just to make more sense. I don't know. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. All right. Cause um I, I think it's kind of all made sense with the plot and the fact that like um Um dang it, what's her name what's Amanda Waller? Mm-hmm. Amanda Waller not caring that the starfish was loose because it was such a small, insignificant, yeah, insignificant island. island. And then you could say the same thing about, like, which is sad, but true. I mean, like, in the plot of the movie, it like, is. the U.S. government doesn't care, small, insignificant island. I'm just saying that, like, from the perspective of the movie. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, like, so I think it all was cohesive in that regard. So I. Yeah, I mean, agree to disagree, I guess, on that. Um, <laughs> so, I guess this is kind of to what we already said, a little bit of what we already said. But, like, uh, I, the no holding back on violence was very obvious and oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Oh, that it, again, more motifs to Deadpool. Right. Putting in that kind of Deadpool mood into this movie... I would I I would like to see more. Just in general, more enjoyable movies, not really focusing on like plot or anything in terms of DC or Marvel or something like that. Just out of the woodworks, just a fun little movie like this. Ramp up the violence. Especially that is so when funny. the name is Suicide Squad and that, people are being so sent cool. to their deaths. It's so cool. Like it's a perfect platform for it. And other than Deadpool, I mean how many other movies really do that? Not many. Uh, off the hinges, yeah. Like, there's a lot of restrictions. There's just I some mean, people don't freaking, like it too much, but uh, I, that that frustrated, and I, I don't know if I was vocal about it in the um, Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness, but I, I, if I wasn't done, I, I'm gonna say it now. But I felt like they kind of copped out of the violence and that kind of frustrated me mm-hmm. i was like this could have been r with the like the actions that you did but if you just showed them and not that i'm like all about the gore but like they, why they you gotta kind of i will say this like, about tiptoe about, around it you know um about mom the 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 what was it oh, zombie strange it was kind of grotesque yeah. that's the one thing that kind of did good um but I mean, this I thought, movie really ramped it up i thought the most grotesque thing was like um, Black Bolt's head expl- exploding. That yeah, that too. And like um, Captain Carter getting Captain Carter getting sliced in half. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know. I feel like I appreciated that this movie 
went all the way and wasn't ashamed about it. Mm-hmm. Like they just were like, this is what this movie's going to be about. There's going to be violence. There's going to be death. They took off the safety rails. Yeah, they and, took and off. The, they took off the training show. wheels. They took off the the Marvel and DC baby training wheels, mm-hmm. and they they sent the bike down the hill. And I felt like that that made them feel more honest to us as an audience. Mm-hmm. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna baby you and like hide things from you. And like it's there's all, all at this point at, in 2022. There's all these like PG like PG 13 clean superhero movies, well, and there's some adults that are still watching this content that just want it to be real. Some of the other kills that they also made and some of the violence. And they yeah. were original with the deaths, honestly, too. It wasn't just, like, basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Anawe ripping the guy in half with a oh lightning bolt. I mean, it's oh. just, like, the originality was next a level. A lot of Anawe's kills were... They were all grotesque. They yeah. were all super violent. The the fact that Peacemaker starts out with a machete and obviously, like, cleaves people with a machete, yeah, okay, that kind of makes sense. He takes a brick and stabs... Rick Flag right through the chest. That was so cool. Oh, I like how they they have both paramounts of like yeah, big weapon that does a lot of damage. Brick, dead. A peace peacemaker alone. Well, I think. Um, oh my gosh, I keep wanting to say Deathstroke, and it's wrong. Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Thank you. Bloodsport. Um, he's all kind of guns basically Mm -hmm. but peacemaker he has variety of weaponry was like he's like he's like he's like uh he's like muscly john wick (laughs) yes what he can do with a straw what he what he can do with a straw in his manly hands (laughs) (laughs) yes that should be like a caption underneath this he rips heads off with his manly hands i Mm -hmm. i bet he could do it yeah he's he he got like a throwing axe uh blow dart he had a sword at one point. Yeah, a he pistol had, with he a, had a silencer. Whole, he had a whole machete and just cut a guy's head off. Yeah, he, it was pretty elaborate. Pretty good span of weapons. I don't know how he carried all that. Really didn't make sense. But, you know, it was just whatever. Mm-hmm. I can overlook it. Overlooked. Overruled. Mm-hmm. Now, the last point I'm going to make Is this the was, cherry on top? This is the cherry on top. Sick. We're, uh, just a forewarning, we are coming to the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is a pretty good send off. Was the character arc at the end? This is what I want to talk about specifically because this was such a huge. This was probably the biggest character arc I've ever seen. Mm, you have you. Wow. I'll, I'll explain it. I'll explain why. You you have criminals, people who break the law frequently and murder people. Now you, of course, you have other superheroes, and everybody has their flaws, and it's it's good to see arc in in everybody. Everybody has big arc, like oh, the Hulk is not so like big and smash anymore. He's he's kind of he's kind of sweet. He he likes friendship and stuff like that. <laughs> Least favorite arc ever. Yeah, like we, er, there's there's a, yes. there's a multitude of different arc. You have criminals that literally are done with their job. They still have their nanites in their neck. And Waller is still around. All of those factors are still in play. Starro is destroying everything. They see this and they say, what do we do? Waller tells them to turn around. And then they 
don't, and they help people with nanites in their neck, and they're criminals supposed yeah. to be bad guys. Yeah, not even. Yeah, they still had enough they, humanity. No, or a lot of humanity. I don't no, know. Like no, Suicide Squad one. I'm gonna go back to Suicide Squad one. Oh, we no. saw Ark. We did. But yeah. again, there were stakes. The world was ending. They had to, otherwise they were going to die. A mm-hmm. lot of people were going to die. Like, the world would literally end. Mm-hmm. Starro was literally just going to destroy the island. Yeah. And that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. That's literally why Waller told them to walk away, because, oh, they're just a small, significant island. Right. They helped them anyways. That was... That was just so profound to me. That was, I, in my opinion, that was the biggest character arc I've ever seen out of any superhero character or supervillain character. And, right it, and it showed the the team building and like what you said about the leadership the team, too. The, the team building just because they all walk together. Just because they are such bad guys, but yet they choose to do the right thing and are like actually make a good decision mm-hmm. with risk. Of them dying. Yeah. They had no stakes. They had no stakes to help these people. They were random people. Yeah. They actually... Waller was against them doing it. And didn't she threaten She was going to kill them. She was going to kill them. And then she was going to actually send Dubois' daughter to prison. Oh, true. Yes. And he did it anyways. Yep. He went against the stakes to help people. That's such a big arc. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, the only reason they didn't die or get blown up was, like, dumb luck, I guess, from that lady hitting Amanda Waller with a golf club. Yeah. That's, like, yeah, that's how high the risks were for them dying, I guess, is the point. I'm trying to piggyback. She was about to press the button to kill them all. Yeah. And they still went and do it. They they still went and and, and helped. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's so huge. It doesn't get any really bigger than that arc so I, yeah i understand your gravity yeah. towards that definitely but i think it was blood st- it was really blood strokes blood, blood sports <laughs> blood oh stroke. my gosh <laughs> just say death stroke man oh just my. take the i'll just say death stroke <laughs> yeah whenever i say death stroke at this point i just mean blood, blood stroke blood, blood sport oh my god i'm gonna have a blood stroke man <laughs> yes sorry oh my gosh blood sport but it was blood sports leadership that, um, cause he was just a good leader, and that was also a part of an arc, and he, yeah, and what he did. Mm-hmm. Also, and I, I don't want to really go into this, but I kind of thought that, like, uh, I'm not even gonna go into it, so never mind. But, um, yeah, I think we're probably out of time, so, uh, yeah, yeah that was about, a, that was a good cherry on top of the end of the episode. Yeah, I'm gonna, I wanna leave it on that, that strong p- plot that the analyst, uh, set us off on. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, again, uh, Thor Love and Thunder still out in theaters, I believe. I don't think it's out on anything. So if you haven't seen that, go check it out. Maybe there will be a review in the future. I think so. I think so too. I think so too. I think so too. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> definitely. Uh, again, if you remember what we talked about in the beginning, if you remember what we talked about, um, <laughs> sorry, I, we're gonna quiz I, you on I, our I content. Like a, I sounded like a teacher saying that. Um, if, if you, you were taking notes during, if class. you were taking notes during the podcast, um, like we said in the beginning, we also had the Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty alluded to, 
Don't know if it's super confirmed yet. Like, Ultra Ultra, it's coming. I believe Kevin Feige might have said that on the internet. It's the internet. I don't know. Don't take my yeah. word for it. Uh, but just some good things. I think to they're look coming. At. Yeah. Yeah. I, they're coming. I would say yeah. Uh, just some good things to look forward to, mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to wrap up our episode. Of course, I am the analyst, and I'm Doc Cinema. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.